Hi, I'm Mary Beth Hall, and I'm the Director of Wireless Strategy and Marketing for Panasonic. 5G, I think of it almost as this foundational product, which will help us propel some of those other solutions that we've been talking about. I'm Catherine Speglia, and this is Well Technically, the tech podcast where women do the explaining. Hey, Mary Beth, thanks so much for joining me today. Oh, thanks for having me on. I'm really excited and looking forward to speaking more about Panasonic's line of rugged laptops and how Panasonic is approaching 5G. But before we do that, uh, I have to ask my staple question, which is, what is an example of a time in which being a woman empowered you? Yeah, that's a, a really good question. And, uh, you know, as I think about that and how fortunate I've been throughout my career, it, it hasn't always been easy for for women and especially in the B2B space. But early on in my career, I had an amazing uh, mentor that happened to be a female, and she really allowed me to expand. So I was on the consumer marketing team, and I was starting to look at uh, a couple of different technologies, uh, one around wireless and global, and another around um, just really starting to incorporate our tablets and other devices, smart devices and applications into the B2B space. So I started looking at that and then started looking at the customization. I mean, it may sound silly now, but really verticalizing our B2B marketing. And I went very boldly into her office and started explaining what I was thinking about and explaining some of the messaging that I was thinking that would resonate with um, you know, our customers, whether they were specifically around utilities, healthcare, education. We started to target a few different types of segments and I had started to talk to her about that. And then we ended up putting together a monthly cadence where we brought our sales teams in for those specific vertical trainings. And it turned out to be one of the most successful tools. And we were one of six nas regions nationally. And it turned out that our B2B market and the vertical marketing that we were doing uh, turned out to be number one and propelled us to the number one spot overall nationally. But it was because I had that great mentor, if you will, and she's still my mentor, by the way. Uh, and we've we've definitely known each other throughout the years, but I had that first opportunity and it's really helped me be confident in some of the things that I work on now. I really appreciate any time these stories are about women supporting women in the mm -hmm. industry because I think that's really important. And I think that we get a bad uh, rap for for not supporting each other sometimes, which of course can happen. But I think more times than not, women are really good at at rallying behind each other. Yes, and um, we do get a bad rap for that. And hopefully that's changing um, as more and more of us um, become into positions where we're able to mentor um you know, junior employees or team members or just people really trying to find out other parts of the business. I think if we're open to that, I, I think we can really prop people up uh, no matter who they are uh, to be able to succeed. 
You wrote a blog titled 5G will transform the way you do business. Are you ready? Which was a really great read. And my coverage of 5G has certainly shown that, that yes, 5G will transform business. But my question for you is what can business owners or business decision makers do now, you know, do today to prepare for some of those changes, especially considering that we're still in the early days of 5G adoption? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I think the best thing, to, you know, when you think about uh, um, your business or being the business owner or, a, you know, a decision maker within an organization, I think the first thing you need to do is think about your use case. You know, what is it that this technology can do to improve your your business, whether that's operations, whether that's your customer interactions, what it is that you want this technology to do, and where are the gaps in the technology that you have today? So that's one piece. I would also say that education becomes critical around the new technology, knowing what it is and what it isn't. Um, especially when it comes to 5G. 5G will transform how we do business, but how much time do you almost have to be able to, to get there? And I think you have still a couple of years uh, before we'll see that full permeation and the national um, landscape from, from the carriers. But as they're getting ready, what you do to prepare um, it, it will be critical. I think the third piece besides education and then thinking about your business and your customers and, and how it can improve it is, is budgeting for it. You know, thinking about the budget and your technology resources that you have today, what kind of budget do you need to start planning for now so that you have the dollars to be able to implement it in the next 12, uh, 18, 24 months uh, or so? as we as it continues to evolve i think there's a couple other pieces though when we think about transforming and how 5g will transform the business because there's 5g i think of it almost as this foundational product which will help us propel some of those other solutions that we've been talking about and let's face it we can do a lot of them today and most of the things we can do on our 4g lte wireless networks or in our in our wi-fi situation i think um the situation that we have right now with the pandemic going on and all of us working remote, we've relied on our wireless service, whether that's Wi-Fi, our embedded um, LTE wireless modems, whatever that may be, we're relying on that to make sure that we can work. Um, and all of us are seeing different levels of bandwidth as more and more folks in the home are, are getting on, on the network. Um, so I think all those considerations uh, will really kind of help the business owner think about what they need to do when it comes to 5G. All right, that's great. And what you said about understanding what 5G is and isn't, I, I really like the way that you put that. And it, it made me wonder, do you feel from your perspective that businesses do understand 5G? You know, it, it, I think they do to a degree, but maybe not to the degree they need to, because there's a little bit more to it. I mean, we've all lived through the G's, right? The evolution of all the different G's, you know, you had a 2G, 
3G, 4G, right? I've kind of lived through um, all of them. <laughs> I'm probably sharing my age, but um, 5G is going to be a little different because it's really, it's an evolution of the wireless technology. 4G LTE is not going to go away. We're still going to need both, um, but 5G will help um, reduce the latency. It'll expand that data pool. It will allow um, the billions of IoT devices to get on the network. So things that may be a little bit harder right now or that you need only milliseconds to be able to have a data connection, you will be able to do that in that 5G era. Um, you know, AR and VR will also be technologies that we can do today on, on wireless, on our networks today, but 5G will help that experience to be even less evasive. Perhaps we don't need the goggles anymore to be able to have those experiences and that extra um, hardware uh, when it comes to that. We'll be able to do that in another means. I think So all those kinds of things are what I'm talking about, that 5G will be the underpinnings of some of that enhanced uh, wireless and technology trends that we're seeing today, but it'll get at a much faster pace as, as we get the, that new network. What has Panasonic been doing specifically to prepare some of its customers for what's coming? Yeah, and first and foremost, what we try to do with our customers is is we're that trusted advisor. We're that third-party um, partner of theirs. Um, we consider ourselves the the number one tool in your tool bag, if you will, that you you just it's just part of you. As for most of us, our our smartphones are almost part of us. So we've been starting to have those conversations with customers. And much like the way we've talked about it on this show, is you know, what is the customer trying to do? Understanding what the customer's goals are, what they're trying to do with the technology that they're not able to do today. Because once you understand that, then then we can make um, decisions and help the customer create a technology plan that's going to be customized for them. Because we know that technology and plans for each business is not cookie cutter. Each of us has our own individual um, needs that we need to care for and need to take into account and our own budget. So we work with customers and we make sure that we've got kind of what they need. That's first. Then secondarily, we are um, working with our industry partners. There's some other OEMs, whether they're chipset or module of vendors that we're talking to, to make sure that we've got the latest information. There's organizations like the 3GPP, which are the standards that are set around wireless, um, PTCRB, which is a certification house. So we're we're in touch with all of them to make sure that we've got the latest information when it comes to the technology. And of course, we work with our product engineers to make sure that our our laptops will and our tablets and our handhelds will be developed to be able to take advantage of 5G. Our devices are a little unique because they are rugged um, and they're really designed for the most uh, austere conditions. So whether that's wildfires that are going on or hurricanes, we wanna make sure that our devices can still work in those environments. So we we do a lot of extra testing. Um, we're probably one of the few OEMs that have an iconic chamber. So we can do testing much like a carrier or a testing house can do at our own shop 
So before it ever goes uh, anywhere for certification, we're making sure and we're doing so many more rigorous tests to make sure that the, the technology will work in these locations. I'm glad you brought up some of your specific products because, uh, as you mentioned, Panasonic has a line of laptops called Toughbook. And this got me wondering about the implementation of 5G in these types of, of devices. I know we already have a number of 5G smartphones and some laptops and that mm-hmm. type of thing. But I wanted to more specifically talk about 5G in these types of rugged designs. What kind of timeline are you envisioning for that? Yeah, timelines. I I always am very cautioned uh, to talk about a a timeline, but we are looking at it now. And within, I would say the next uh, two years or so or less, uh, you know, probably 18 months, we'll be ready with our 5G device. But because, as I mentioned, all the additional testing that we do around our rugged devices, it just, we, we're very cautious and we're very thorough in our testing and our development. So we we take that added time to make sure that everything is working. And so there's a lot of unknowns. Um, to be honest with you, there's not that many certified modules that are coming at the end of the year for us to even start testing with them. We're testing on prototypes, but we're not there for the commercially available. So there's a couple other things that we need as an OEM to really propel our um, our production schedule and our, our timeline for development. So I, I can't say with certainty the the timeline because I don't know how we're going to um, some of these tests are going to react and that's the the unknown piece when it comes to 5G and that's quite frankly with any new technology um, but especially around this one um, the laptops have to be designed in a certain way for the additional antennas you need seven antennas or so to make sure that the signal um, gets propagated properly on the laptops. All right, and now changing the topic around a little bit. I know you've also done a lot of work around Panasonic's FirstNet strategy. So first for our listeners, can you explain a bit about what FirstNet is and then maybe how Panasonic is contributing to it? Sure, sure. So gosh, if the team remembers, got in uh, 9-11, right? A lot of uh, challenges and really our inability to have really clear communications for public safety, we needed to make sure that we had a better way to communicate. So the government put together a board called and around the FirstNet Authority, and they went out and bid to the carriers this own their own network is what they needed. So the FirstNet Authority had their own network. AT&T won the bid. So Panasonic is a leader in uh, public safety, and we felt that uh, FirstNet was also going to be a leader in the public safety communications. So we've teamed together and we've got uh, several, we've got a a whole lineup uh, from handheld, tablet, two-in-one and laptops, all certified and FirstNet ready. Um, And so our first responders and our secondary audiences can take advantage of the FirstNet network. Uh, and band 14. So band 14 is the dedicated network for the spectrum allocation that was allocated really to FirstNet. 2020 is certainly a year that has proved the value of these types of communications in emergencies. It's been a tough year. Fires, viruses, hurricanes, murder hornets. (laughs) 
Has 2020 taught you or perhaps more generally Panasonic anything critical about what we, whether that's enterprises or first responders, like we mentioned, or just consumers need from our networks and devices moving forward? Yes, I think, you know, first and foremost, you need a trusted advisor and a reliable partner. So whether that's your wireless carrier or your rugged laptop, you need somebody that you can rely on no matter what. So whether it's a hurricane, murder hornets, or a pandemic, you've got the the technology that you need to get the job done. And um, Panasonic and Toughbook were very excited and aligned with those goals and can help you through that. Mary Beth, I can't thank you enough for taking the time to speak with me today. Great. Thanks so much for having me on. Yeah, it's been super fun. And this is perfect timing because my friend is on his way to drop off some homemade bread. He's, oh. one, he's one of those people who picked up bread baking. baking. Yes. Oh. So he became a quarantine bread baker, which has worked out great for me. I wish I had a family member that was doing that. I know. It's great. Well, Technically is an Arden Media production. For advertising inquiries, contact Danny Miller at dmiller at ardenmedia.com. Today's show was produced and edited by me, Catherine Spaglia.